Hey, this week on Test Plug, we got Chicken Burger Disco. Uh, how do I explain Chicken Burger Disco? Well, um, a toy enthusiast really is what it comes down to. But uh, he makes some pretty cool stuff. He does some video editing for a pretty cool band. And uh, I think you're going to like this guy. Um, first, we'll take a look at some of his stuff, listen to a song that he remixed for Fantastic Plastics. You can check them out on the YouTube. I'll put a link up in the links below. And uh, <laughs> and thanks for watching Test Blood. Hey, people, what's going on? Wait, wait a minute. Hey, brothers, don't cover my bird. Hey, brothers, I feel fresh. Something's changed. What's different? Why's my mustache orange? Mmm, Cheetos. Looks good. Hey, brother, where's the snacks? Mm. Oh, yeah. Gloss me up, baby. And the back. Oh, yeah. Gloss me up. That's bulk style. Mm. Yeah, buddy. Mm. Bulk like it. Mm. The Fantastic Bulk Shogun. Bulk Shogun's here. Mm. Bulk like it. Halloween prize plus cheap toy equals Doctor Disintegration. Go on, make your jokes. I'll get the last laugh. Come on, man. <laughs> Bro. Seriously, man?
cameraman. We are good. Um, you ready? I am ready. Okay. Well, how the heck are you, sir? Hello, man. Hey, good. <laughs> good to finally see you. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I've seen. Uh, well, I've seen a face around. I haven't seen your actual face. Okay, so let's um, do that. It's not really yeah. a big. Like, it's not really like I won't be seen as myself. Sometimes I uh, just like to wear the mask to be stupid. So. Yeah. Well, hey, that's you know that's stupid sells sometimes. So I I came across well actually technically you came across me yeah um I guess the which the Magoob video is that what was that I don't know first? if that's the first one so I found you because I'm always looking for interviews and not very many oh, people gotcha. do interviews with with people who make toys um, okay and so but I'm curious to hear the way they think or what they're talking the process about. yeah exactly so I think maybe I was looking for slug toys or maybe oh, I was looking okay. for yeah, uh, and then a Magoob is another one. Like uh, I yeah. love his stuff. So then I was like, "Oh man, this is the place. I want to watch all these." So, so that's kind of how I stumbled onto you. So nice, nice. Yeah, and well, like I said, you. Um, I mean, you've been uh, definitely ever since the start, basically, because uh, Slug Toys was one of my first. I think my second interview. So you've been there since the beginning. Not that I'm that deep into it or anything. That's a great interview. I've listened to it a couple times. So. Yeah. Well, it comes from, I mean, me wanting to get into the heads of the people making this stuff because it's definitely a, I mean, it's artistic, obviously, but it's a, it's a different mindset too. Because, you know, you, you have the transition typically from the, I love this to, I want to make a version of this mm -hmm. to I'm making my own this. Right. And to see that process go on in people's head is, is I, th I think is amazing. Me too. Yeah. I'm super fascinated by like, how people get into it how do they start yeah. doing it because everybody's coming from a different place right some people right some people are artists and it just is a natural extension maybe they sculpted maybe they did whatever some people collect toys uh and so then it becomes just an accident that they right, make right. anything and so i just always fascinated by it so yeah um what's a little bit of your history what's uh have you always just been a toy collector or no are you an artist or i don't know what i am so for a long, long time, I've uh, had nothing to do with toys. And then okay. Force Awakens, Rogue mm -hmm. One, something like this happened. And you can start seeing the clearance aisle with these figures. And I'm like, this is awesome. Why is no one buying this? And this $3, all right, I just buy it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There was something about it. Just take it off the shelf. Star Wars, it's awesome. I know it's new. Right. And maybe not everybody loves that. But I just started taking it off the shelf. And so then you start putting them on your own shelf right so then mix that with i have some friends and we make music together and they do a twitch stream called the fantastic okay. plastics uh and they have a uh they started to decide they want to do a show let's do a show like they would do music let's do a show and i have some uh background in making videos and weird just crazy stuff like that artwork that's visual so at some point i decided let me make them why don't i make them as action figures wouldn't that be funny Thanks. And then I'll go do a fake ad with my girls right. in it and then they'll get a kick out of it. And then I'll, I don't know. So I did it all top secret. They didn't know I was doing any of this. And so I made this and then they showed it once and I thought it'd be once and it'd go away. Ha ha ha. And then they showed it again and again and again. And it started to be like, dude, you need to make more because uh, 
you're just showing the same thing all the time. Let's do something else. Right, right. So I, uh, that's how I got into it. Uh, and I'm brand spanking new, like as in like basically COVID happened. I'm stuck in my house <laughs> and they're making this weird thing. And I'm like, uh, eBay, Amazon, what can I, what can I make a figure out of? How can I get ahead close to what I need? How do I do those things? And one foot in front of the other kind of thing. And I remember saying to my wife, uh, I'm, I'm about a month away from casting. You know what I mean? It was like, I, I just like on super speed for whatever reason, like I'm in yeah. the garage spray painting things. And I'm like, I don't know, man, if I need to make multiples of something, I'm going to need to make a mold and I'm going to need to cast this. I don't understand anything about that, but YouTube. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, minus the, I've been collecting toys for a little bit longer, I'm guessing, right. but realistically this last year has been about that same where I've really started focusing on trying to make my own figures and I haven't, I've gotten there yet, but I'm, I'm really like within a month away. That's, that's a good uh, <laughs> spot to be in. I think it's a leap you got to take. And I'm yeah. always nervous about the leap because I just get intimidated by uh, materials and, and equipment mm -hmm. And, and I go, ah, I don't know if I can, can I do this? And I see everybody else's stuff and I go like, ah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I don't know. So what I, what I now, what I tell myself is 10,000 hours, you know, or the hundred thousand yeah. hours, whatever it is, that process yeah. of becoming a master. I'm in like right. hour three, but let's just keep going and eventually I'll figure it out. Yeah. So that's what I keep doing. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, that's all you can do really. It's, it's, all the advice like scott cherry gave me some great advice of starting small mm. just making a small something that's maybe even meaningless but at least you've made that one small thing just so you can kind of start feeling the process and then go to that next big thing now i've ignored that completely and i have a like a three-stage mold that i'm working on and stuff like that but um <laughs> i totally understand because i won't that that idea is perfect yeah. right but i'll go here's one small thing but I've got like a pound of silicone over here. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'll pour this and I'll pour this and I'll pour this. And I, I just, I'll have like 50 things going all at once, all of them failing. <laughs> but this one over here is a 75%, you know, uh, okay. I'll focus on that one and then pour more silicone and just start, I, I can't like just let one thing mature yeah. through it, which is a terrible process, but that's what I keep doing. So, well, you know, there, the, there's the saying practice makes perfect. Mm. But that's not really what it is. It's practice with with uh, fixing in between right. makes perfect. Trouble solved and troubleshooting. So, right, right yeah. exactly. So you're doing those stages just, you know. Yeah, on hyperspeed for, <laughs> you're, you're stuck at home. Like, uh, you know, during the week, for the most part, once I get off work, right? And, I, and then I start to try to work on stuff a couple hours here or there. When the yeah. weekends come, I just go crazy. And just like I'm in the garage or I'm in the basement or I'm wherever. And I'm just right. like, zzz, zzz, zzz. and I'm sure I drive everybody in my house nuts. Like, I don't know. He's playing with his toys again. This <laughs> is just something down there. So, but it is fun. Like, start somewhere. I don't, I've had other hobbies, you know, like right. I love Marvel movies, MCU movies. So going to the, mm -hmm. and that's another thing COVID take a, took away, right? I saw Endgame, like, I don't know how many times, a lot yeah. at the movie theater. Yeah. So, that's a couple, three hours that right. I no longer spend anywhere. Right. So what are you going to do? And so, and that 
watch the Mandalorian. Right, right. <laughs> well, and that started to become part of the collecting. Okay, well, then I need everybody from Infinity War. I can't, I can watch yeah. the movie, but I've seen the movie so many times. Now yeah. it's on like pause. So like when I watch it again, it feels new. But I'm like, all right, well, I need Tony snapping and I need Cap the Broken Shield. And these things don't really exist. I mean, maybe right. like a third, like a foreign company might have that, but parts yeah. will exist. A third party yeah. guy will have made a broken shield and right. Hasbro would have made the right cap, but with the wrong head. And now you got to assemble and that's how this stuff starts. It snowballs. Yeah, it's it's a dangerous thing. It's a... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so money um, just throwing going out the window. <laughs> did you um? So did you? What did you collect as a kid then, or what did you? Uh, I would say uh, in in iPods and and iPhones changed this dramatically, but music, right? So oh, okay. I I have every Depeche Mode single, right? Or I have every uh, like trying to think like Beck. Okay, so Beck had this, right? And that's around when CDs came in. So you're like, okay, yep, so yep. I got all the CD singles for back with the bonus track that nobody's ever heard of. That's not even any good, but you, you, I have that, right? right? That so, one random Japan release exactly. that has the, yeah. <laughs> the electric music for summer people. That's fantastic version yeah. that where was that? Uh, anyway, yeah. like, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I did. And then phones and iPods just took that away. It put everything just in a playlist. Right. And then you're just curating a playlist and there's no physical thing anymore. And I think that left a void for a long time. I didn't know what to fill it with. Just buying yeah. new music? I don't know. So, yeah. Well, even even that process, like, you know, listening through a whole album is kind of a lost art anymore. Right. They would teach you when it was a, like, there might be a record that has a bunch of songs that you did not like. It would teach right. you styles. Uh, yeah. The one, there's two, I bought two records uh, like the same day once, and they were like, both taught me everything about like listening through a whole album. And this will maybe date me a little bit, but late nineties, the artist Moby, known for like yeah. dance music and maybe sort of ambient right. music. He releases this album called Animal Rights. That's like a punk record. Mm -hmm. And I remember there's nice pretty music on there, but then there's this stuff on there. I'm like, what the, what's going on? I love that record now because it, yeah. I learned to play it all the way through, you know, just kept listening and listening. And then all those songs sort of like become part of you. And the other record about the same day was Aphex Twin. And I was oh, okay. like, what's that? What's that music? That's the craziest thing yeah. I've ever heard. And then eventually you got, you get it, right? That's yeah. what like a whole album does for you. And now I, I even don't buy whole albums. You know, I buy like the yeah. one song, it's cool. And I don't get that yeah. experience. I'm not challenged listening anymore. So it's just right, right. good or bad, I guess. It's funny, um, trying to go back and recreate some of those um like one of my big albums that is a complete album like that well i'd say two of them first is um they might be giants flood because mm. i can even to this day i can like when one song plays i can start singing the next song right like i in my head that's that's the order of this album and then the other one would be beast boys chuck check your head and it was just one Both of those things that, yeah yeah it's just one of those things that i listened to those el like full albums so much that that's the only, I mean, I shouldn't say the only way to listen to them, but it's, it's the only way that makes sense in my head. Right. Like uh, my dad used to do these tapes where they would be like, he would have like a cool song and then there'd be like a audio clip or like a Lenny Bruce or somebody like that making right. a joke. And then he would go to the next thing. And to this day, there are certain songs when that song ends, I expect a joke. It's never going to come. You know what I mean? Like right. that mixtape is gone with my dad's that's Ford fun. Taurus. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I expect that. 
so I totally get that that idea. That's really funny. Yeah, my 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 brother in law does reel to reels and did that all growing up, mm. and so he has a bunch of reel reels from uh, Milwaukee radio stations that he's you know added the the clips in and stuff like that. It's probably about the same thing. It sounds like. Um, so then you weren't really, I mean, other than music, did you play a lot of music like actually yourself or? Yeah. So the band, the fantastic plastics, I joined them. Well, we were called different things at different times, but for like the last 10 plus years, I think we've been called the fantastic plastics and I'm like, they're invisible third member. Uh, gotcha. I kind of, uh, we started together. Um, my, my friend Tyson and I, we started the group together and then I kind of, at some point you got car seats in the back you're old. Yeah. It's just seems, life. Yeah. It seems silly. <laughs> uh, so uh, him and his wife uh, sort of took over. I just sort of stayed at home and would work on things in the background for them. Sometimes it was visual. So, you know, with like, uh, if you look them up, you'll see that there's a lot of visual components to that band, right? Like costumes, installate mm -hmm. uh, video installations. So I would help them with video installations or things like that, or music videos, you know, homemade ones, uh, stuff like that. And uh, I would go through kind of all that junk. And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've always been. I've been doing that before that I had like, I wasn't in a rap group or, you know, the guy who made the, the music for the rap group, right. stuff like that. So I kind of have like this kind of weird background of the music part, but to be honest, I, where I really like making music, music, I, I can get real like elitist about it and really upset, you know, like an old man. Right. Days, music. And so, yeah that's where like that is a that is in a as a hobby or as a fun thing would start to started to maybe wear thin for me yeah. that's when there was a gap of time and then like i said you start to find weird toys you start to see things on youtube where people talk about sculpting and you go like dude this is art like this is crazy and then yeah. you start just get fascinated by it and then like i said like it took a while but when i discovered bootleg toys i was like what's that and maybe it's a little bit like the, the listening to an album all the way through, like you right. understand the parts. And when I discovered bootleg toys, I went, this is a whole thing. Like I know there were customizers, you know, this guy right. makes this head cast or he does this because I was trying to cobble together this vision of a, whatever teams in my head. And then when I discovered the bootleg thing, I just, my head was blown back. And I went, that's the greatest thing ever. I need to know everything I can about this now. And so you just spend hours and hours on the internet, just rolling through information, learning, 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 and there's never enough, you know? So now full on so, session. So, right. Yeah, for sure. So have you, so what's your, um, as far as finished like pieces now, I know you have like basically essentially you, the chicken head right. um, figure. And then you have a couple other figures now that have been released now or? No, so no, I've okay. given stuff away. I haven't sold anything. Yeah. Um, I am part of uh, a toy show called Assembly Required, which is in February, February oh, yeah. six and seven. Um, okay. So I'm helping those guys out with that. Uh, what basically happened was they saw some of my videos. Actually, okay. let me go backwards. I started sending my videos to Dove uh, Kellimer from DKE and saying, oh, hey, okay. yeah, yeah. hey, you, this would be cool to be played in between some of the art toy people, right? So like, this would be cool. And he was like, I mean, it's funny, but I don't know what to do with it. And so uh, Chris or Janky Toys, he uh, said, hey, we, we could like, maybe make a slot for you. So he makes a slot for me. And in the meantime, Dove says, why don't you talk to Mux Blank, uh, who's a toy maker? 
he has a show called Joker Joker TV that he, he's doing and he'll put some of your stuff on. So nice. I, I start falling into like different people in the similar way that I, I kind of fell into your stuff, right? I'm just fascinated by things and just searching stuff and people pointing me in different directions. Um, so long story short, uh, I'm helping out with assembly required for some visual elements, uh, like uh, some commercial stuff or like some backgrounds and things like that gotcha. uh, for them. That'll be the first time that I'm going to ever put anything of my stuff available for like sale in an Etsy store. Uh, oh, nice. Very small run. Uh, yeah. Trying to do my best to make something that when someone spends money for it, they're getting a slice of what I can do, basically. Gotcha. Uh, because I'm still, like I said, I'm very, very fresh, still trying to climb that mountain. And, and when I see stuff by other people, I just go like, one day, one day, I, yeah. uh, you mentioned Scott Cherry. Holy cow. Like, yeah. like, okay, that's incredible material. Like you see it and you go like, yeah. ah, probably never get there, man. But I can try. And so that's what I'm doing. So that'll be, that's my idea to to try to release some stuff. So I think I'll do a couple chicken burger discos, uh, which is my weird character. Um, Right. And then I have uh, a couple other characters. And one of them is uh, that my evil villain is called Dr. Disintegration. I probably should explain this part. All the characters and things are based on fantastic plastic songs. So those songs are the basis for everything. So we have a song called Newman, uh, which is kind of inspired by Gary Newman, a big hero of mine. Yep. Uh, and then, so I'm trying to find like, I've got like an evil villain and he's called Dr. Disintegration based on our song Disintegration. Uh, and so- Not to be confused with the Cure album. No, great album though. Uh, so um, it's got kind of an 80s vibe, that song. Um, so oh, there you go. we- uh, so that's my big bad guy, big villain. And it's not something I can replicate yet. I'm trying to get to the point where I can. Yeah. Uh, and I needed minions for him. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, what do I call him? Do I call him this? Do I call him that? My wife always has right. all these ideas. And she goes, call him Newman's. And I'm like, that's so good. That's so good. So what I'll be able to sell, I guess, is a Newman, uh, which is gotcha. a uh, mashup of a couple things uh, that I've stolen. One is really obvious and one is not so obvious. Uh, where I got the parts from, uh, but it's mashing together, do different colorways, kind of mix the heads up and, and uh, make as nice of card art as I can. And then the chicken burger disco, which is the same idea. A couple things I stole, mash them together, paint them my own way, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of deal. Clo- trying to get there, that kind of idea. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, realistically, that's what has driven the whole bootleg market is, is, is mashups and boot and uh, kit bashing. Um I, what I'd like to do, and I've not really done this, uh, is at yeah. some point there, there's different sections of, of the bootleg toys. And I notice a lot of guys come from pop culture into yeah. make their own, right? They start pop culture. So they did a Star Wars thing and then they do their own uh, after some right. time. I went the other way. I, I came in making all stuff that's sort of mine, but my brain's like, I'd love to do something with these Star Wars parts that sort of just my own version of, you know, two, one B plus this plus that creates right. Right. It, without the irony. I just, I like these, like these figures yeah. were so cool because you could intermix them. You can mix and match, just make a different one, different character that never really. Yeah. Did. Once you crack the body open, you can put whatever stuff, wherever it's like a cantina <laughs> background character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that idea. So I'm 
but I know I have to get to a quality that I could do it with that, right? So casting the arms individually, casting the legs individually, kind of going through that, taking a commander body and sticking the, uh, a head on it from like the whatever, one of the droids or something like that, you know, stuff like that. So I'm actually working the other way. <laughs> so uh, just for fun, I don't know. I just, it's such a cool, weird, great hobby. And like right. uh, that, the idea that you could go to a toy show and there would be, you know, Marvel stuff and there's Hasbro stuff and there's Mattel stuff. And then there's a guy and he's got, you know, Keanu Reeves's head on a stormtrooper body. And you're like, what? Why aren't we all buying that? Why are yeah. we buying the stormtrooper? Like, that's the greatest thing ever. This other thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. We've seen it though. You made me a silver yeah. one and a red one and a black one and a white one and a blue. And then the, exactly. great. But they didn't have Keanu Reeves' head on them. Let's do that. So anyway, that's. So what area of the country are you in? You're in Midwest. Yeah. So I'm in Illinois. Midwest. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Illinois. Okay. Um, my mom is from Rockford. Oh, right on. Not that that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm about two. I'm about two hours south from Chicago. Okay. Um, it's the home of State Farm Insurance. Uh, gotcha. So, and that's pretty much what's here. Um, uh, but really nice area. Um, but you get Quiet. some good comms right in Chicago area. Then. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we went to, uh, what is it? C2E2, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. Like we dressed up as Bob's Burgers last year. Nice. Um, it was, it was exhausting is what it is. You know, when you go to those things, you don't know how many times people are going to want to take your picture. <laughs> yeah. So my girls, they're different characters. And, and we're like, you know, yeah. we're just trying to go to the restroom and everybody wants to take your picture. Yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> stop. So, but yeah, the, it's yeah. great. Nice. Um, we get, we get Emerald city here. Uh, but it's, it, I, my favorite part of the con is not, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Whatever the, the Marvel display and all that stuff, but the, the artist alley right. is by far where I spend most of my time. Um, just seeing other people's renditions of things or stuff they've completely came up with. Yes. Um, well, like and when we go to those places, my wife's real big on like, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, at a penny pincher or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. That's a little overpriced or I'm doing this the yeah. whole time. But when you hit the artist the real alley, world. yeah, when you hit the yeah. artist alley, I'll never see that ever again. It's yeah. very likely, right? I have this, right. I have this Yondu back here that somebody 3D printed that like, because uh, I love that character. And it's like, uh -huh. I've looked for it online. I look for the toy right. maker online. I cannot find it again. And so I'm like, well, I'm glad I got that the one time I saw it because that was super yeah. cool. So that's the, that's the place to go. When you go to the cons, you got to go to the place where all the homemade stuff is or all the, you know, the bootleg things are. That's just the great, the alley of all the, the mixed up ideas, the Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory section. Oh yeah, for know? sure. For sure. So very exciting area. Yeah. What, um, as far as your collection goes though, or, you know, behind you there, you got, you know, I see a little bit of everything is. <laughs> it goes that way and it goes that way. Is there way. any, I mean, other than you've mentioned the um, end game figures, is there any one direction that you're trying to focus it towards or you're just really into different stuff? Yeah. So I think um, by default, I wound up collecting a lot of Iron Man. Didn't realize I was doing that. And I would see, oh, they're introducing a new Iron Man. Come on. How many Iron Mans do you have? you need and then i would just buy it anyway yeah i'd be like ah but i don't know that i so i started with teams i would do collect all the guardians of the galaxy because i love them yeah right 
uh, collect everything. And we're talking, we're talking like the legends. Yeah. Series. Legends or black series. Inch. That's where I started. Yeah. Right. So it's like collect everything you can from empire, collect everything you can from uh, a new hope. Right. So I'm doing yeah. like building teams. Oh, I have to have the emperor. Right. So the, right. you start doing this. So like, I don't know if you're building scenes or what you're doing, but like I'm doing building the set. And then right around the time that I was sort of getting a lot of the collections, the, the teams is kind of what you're building. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is the this is the Black Panther movie. Like every figure they made right. from that. This is every figure from Captain Marvel. Right around the time that I was sort of getting to the end of the line on these things, you know, you're moving into comic characters. Okay, well, I need everything from the Infinity Gauntlet now. Everything yeah. they've made, right? So I'm doing that. That's when I found bootlegging. And because, you know, again, they didn't always make exactly what you need or they may not have made right. that figure yet. So you're mashing right. up two things to get... Or literally just made a crappy head on somebody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there's somebody out there. Uh, so I am uh, one of the, the things that the groups that I watch very regularly streaming is, is this group called Toy Migos. And oh, yeah. they have uh, a bunch of, they have collectors. And then they also have uh, some folks who actually work to make Marvel Legends, Black Series, stuff like that as part of, oh, cool. as part of their toy group. Um, and so like, I'm listening to them and they're going, dude, if we, if we take this head off this and we can submit, then you can get the right, like black widow right. was one of them. Right. So if you take black yeah. widow's jacket off and you swap a head for this, now you have the end game black widow or, you know, like they would do all that. So long story short, right. I was doing all those things and then bootlegging happened. There, there's so much in so many directions. I don't know where to focus anymore. Uh, so it's kind of like, if I see something really rad just put that in and it, what it does, it makes the, the collection that started to become maybe very myopic uh, right. started to suddenly go what this direction and that direction, or I'm in the grocery store and I see an Imagine X figure and I'm like, is that an adventure people body, but yeah. now smashed down? Yeah. Okay. I want that now. <laughs> you know, it's like, now it's yeah. like $5. I things. have the Clawtron behind me. Yes. So, <laughs> and, and it's like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like it yeah. just takes over. And, and so yeah. I don't know that I have a focus uh, right now, which is maybe good, maybe bad. Uh, I do think everything's getting cheaper. I think what's happening is, is I'm starting to hit uh, the junk store more because I'm trying to think, what can I kit bash? What can I mold? Yeah. What can I cast? What can I rework? Um, it, like, for example, the Newman character, I needed a skull head because if Dr. Disintegration has a skull head, I need a skull head, but I need the guy to be small. Right. Right. So you mentioned Clawtron. So I had Clawtron uh, and I didn't know everybody else was using this body. Right. I have no idea. So like bootleggers are all using, I'm just looking up stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm in like a, a swap meet store or like a, yeah. an antique store. And I see this body and I'm like, what is that? So you buy it, try to try to read what this says the brand is on it. Oh, okay. Start to research it. And so then I start molding it. And then I see everybody and their cousin has done this. And I was like, mm, well, I suppose we all have the same yeah. idea. And then, it, then it's like, yeah. find the skull head, which, you know, so it's like looking through all the skull heads, trying to find where can I steal one that I don't feel like I've borrowed something ever somebody else has done. Right. Right. Uh, where can I steal it from? And then make it my own. How do I make it my own? And then that's kind of the trick. So I eventually found two different skulls that I really like. one on which I just, went with uh and and then it's just like put it in a different color from the body and paint its eyes right. and and make it sound silly so 
basically that's i mean that's that's the way to go with it uh it um it's always funny to me um the little bit of claim that people put to things that's not theirs to claim right <laughs> oh i like, sampled that first okay yeah, exactly. but you sampled it <laughs> great <Yeah>, job exactly. <laughs> okay you made a princess leia well guess what so did kenner uh 25 years exactly. ago or 40 years a ago. lot of, a lot of them <laughs> yeah. they reworked it about 45 different times so yes you have a green one and nobody else has done yeah. a green one before uh tomorrow somebody will accidentally make the same green one and will not mean exactly. any offense to anybody yeah and it, i mean it, it, same thing happens with music too i mean there's definitely like stealing of chords but with sampling and stuff like that nowadays it's so you know the, the, the cool, so the cool thing about sampling is, is there's like anything uh, in mashing up and kit bashing, there's such a variety of ways you can do it. You can cut very, very small pieces and reassemble. Uh, so you right. can take somebody like dollar slice bootlegs. I don't know what he's doing. He's coming up with parts yeah. from crazy places and he's building yeah. this thing. And I'm like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And then his painting too, like, and completely from like his own universe right and, and so you might recognize a part but for the right. most most of the time he's done some and that's deliberate he wants you to know he's, he took that part but the rest of it's right, sort right. of like his own like and that's but then there's also okay i'm going to clone leia and i'm going to make leia or chewy and i'm going to make chewy and leia uh like a swirl super right. cool too not bad like not one better than the right. other right sampling a big loop versus sampling in small pieces both are cool right. that neither one is better than the other they're just different right. methods and then you have like that kind of that concept of interpolation right so you're going to remake the song but sort of in your own guise you know like a cover song or something right right and that's where magoob blew my brains right because i see those space warped figures yeah those and the first time i see him i go what and the second yeah. time i see him i go is he like a genius? Because that's, and then he posts a picture and explaining you how he did it. Okay, so I had this figure. I scanned it bad. This, the bad result, I went and cast that. And then I painted it. And oh my gosh, like, again, it's like I was saying, it's like when I heard Aphex Twin, I was like, I don't know what this is, but you keep listening to it and you start to go yeah. like, and then I can't talk to my friends anymore. Because then I try to explain to them, dude, look at this. And they see it and they go, I don't get it. It just looks like a yeah. weird Princess Leia. Are you serious? You don't see how amazing this is. He yeah. just broke through all of it and went, Right. I made a Princess Leia too, but in a way that no one else has ever thought of. Like, that's yeah. so cool. So, yeah. Well, it definitely shows that the people doing this stuff are, are true artists. They're not just copiers. They're not just, you know, they're. Um, I mean, sure, you can buy an exact copy of a blue snaggletooth if you don't can't want to buy a two hundred dollars snaggletooth. Right. That's out there, but the people that are making art toys are, you know, are just I don't know. They're just on a different level, I think. And it's it's definitely a trend that's caught on like nationwide, worldwide, I should say. Um, now you can buy three hundred dollar art toys, right. but you know, but fortunately. I tend to hand in the $40, $30 range is kind of where I'd set my limits. <laughs> well, and I think like uh, some of the interviews had on, folks have talked about like, how do I price the work, yeah. right? I, I'm going to create all this stuff. I'm going to put my name on it. I'm going to number them. 
I'm going to make 10, 15, whatever. How do I price that? And I've heard different folks talk about it in different ways. You know, like what's the cost for you to make it? How many hours did you put in it? What was your time worth? And I've heard the other way, which is, look, I don't know how much time I put into it, but I want someone to be able to take it home. Right. That's a whole other thing. I I'll take it. I'll do it at a loss, but it'll sit on somebody's shelf and they'll tell their friend about it. And like, there's an inherent value in that, even if maybe you didn't make a, a living at it or you didn't make a great right. amount of money, there, there's an inherent like, that's awesome. You know, like, yeah. uh, so I guess I'm in that second camp. Uh, not that one is better than the other, to be fair. Uh, yeah, It's really cool when people can make a living of it or they can tr- parlay it into right. like working with a company or something. Yeah, uh, well, you have like the kid robot art toy stuff. Right. You know, it's like, and to get to that level where they're producing, you know, thousands of those at a time, as opposed to maybe 20, you know, right. like, <laughs> well, like, I think it was barbarian rage or somebody else I watched. They, they yeah. had like a video they posted on Instagram. They and, and when people do this, maybe it was Rika, I don't know, but they post when they post yeah. it. Uh, oh my gosh, I got to watch that. So I'm watching it and I watch how they're doing it. And you see the line of like, 10, 15 figures they're going through right. and they're doing the green nose, the green nose, the green nose, the green nose, the, they're yeah. doing this. And then you think about, like you said, then somebody manufactures one. And I don't know yeah. if that manufacturing is done with like a digital print with painting, or there's an right. actual person painting to it. Don't know the answer to that myself, but the care and the artistry, I mean, I think right. it's been called folk art and that's absolutely what it is. Yeah, and, I think that's a good analogy. And, and so if you can, let's say you make, this happens, right? You make cool folk art for a while and then Pottery Barn goes, whoop, I want that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's happened for some of these, these toy guys, right? They, oh, yeah. They gotten plucked and they went, right. You're, we're going to actually produce your thing now. And that's so cool that that would go like, how, how does, like, that's just a really neat thing to happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen to everybody though. Um, yeah, I, if, if somebody would like something I make and as crazy as that seems to me, yeah, you can have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, that in, in and of itself is the reward right there. Uh, right. maybe I do this long enough. I put in 10,000 hours. I can say, all right, now my stuff is so quality. Somebody like David Healy, yeah. the suck Lord, let's just be fair. Like yeah. that stuff's amazing. Okay. They put in so much work. They earned the right to charge you upper prices. I don't have right, that right. right. So I charge you down here. If you want it, dude, cool. We're best bros now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of thing. Yeah, that makes, yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much all along the line with what I'm thinking. Um, I think a little bit goes into uh, procedure too. you know, like if you have a five point articulation as opposed to a, a solid figure you know there's stuff like that too although i've seen plenty of hundred dollar bootleg figures that have no articulation or no anything and it's just well green plastic toys Mm -hmm. you know his stuff isn't articulated but i would you know if i had the money i'd pay two hundred dollars for some of that stuff some of the because it's just most neat unique stuff you know what i mean (laughs) in the card backs his designs for that just like yeah yeah and that's kind of what you're paying for too right you're paying for card back like okay Hang on, I got some uh, junk here, right? So you're paying for this to be well-made, which is right. really difficult, right? You, you, oh yeah, it's cardboard. 
no, yeah. like this is no. super hard to do. And then are you doing it? Going to explain that to a company of what you want right off the bat is like, what, we don't do that. What is that? <laughs> and then you fail like, like this. Yeah. What's this? Come on, man. Like, are all of them that way or? Just this one. So okay. I work well, for an not hour as to bad, make but... this one prototype and then freaking hole punch. I key punch it wrong. And you know why? Because I spent $30 on the key punch so that it could look nice. But then my yeah. art doesn't have enough buffer at the top. <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about. So like people that pull this off where the card back is beautiful, right? Right. The figure exists too. It's in there. Maybe it doesn't move. Yeah. But the card back is beautiful. Yeah. And like, like that's so much work. And, and I think folks should understand that. And maybe they do, but I don't, you know, because if, if they do it right, it looks like it's sitting on the shelf next yeah. to Hasbro. Well, and that's the sad thing is that people lots of times they see card backs at dollar store toys. Right. So they don't they don't think anything more of, of it than that. Like, you know, yeah, whatever, I can get that for a dollar. They're not looking at the the time and you know, this isn't just a one-off factory in another country that's making some random thing. You know, this is somebody who probably has another job, probably doing this as a second job. You know, hopefully it'd be cool if they got it to the point where they're doing it as their only job. But, you know, it's, there's a lot more into it than just, you know, a dollar store toy. Just, <laughs> just looking up the chipboard you're going to use. I mean, this is, a, yeah. I, I have a friend of mine who works in printing. So I was asking him yeah. questions, just saying, okay, what's the heaviest chipboard? I feel like if it's heavier, it feels more, more art. Yeah. But then it doesn't feel like it's something you would buy. Right. So then right. Uh, you're going back and forth and then okay, is the spray adhesive right, right? You have to have the right spray adhesive. So which spray adhesive? I, I probably bought five different spray adhesives, most of which stink or ruin yeah. the figure somehow, right? Right. Hard somehow. Uh, gluing the card, right? I, I noticed some folks will tape the, the bubble or uh, the blister, right? They'll tape them. Yeah. Some folks will glue them. I glue them and I ruin the background because, oh, I accidentally put it over a word and now the word is all smushy. Like, ah, yeah. oh, there's so much work to this. And like, I mean, it's awesome yeah. to get into it is awesome. But like the card itself is one thing, the right. figure itself, an entirely other thing, putting the two of them together, you just pulled off a Herculean effort to do 10, 20, like, and there's a reason why they go to places like DKE and say, Hey, help me because yeah once they do all that work, or even if DKE is helping them do that work, like they, they're advocating for them in a way that the artist right. might not even be able to convey. They, they might say yeah. like, yeah, I, I took, uh, I took Bart and I did this with, with Bart Simpson and I put a trooper helmet on him or something. And uh, it's hard for them to articulate what that means, how hard that was, the work that went into it. They had to call their buddy to do the artwork because they, you know, all yeah. these different things. Yeah. Uh, so it's great that, for this weird uh, hobby and art form, I guess it's an art form. Like for this yeah. weird, for this weird thing, that there are people out there advocating to help them out uh, to, yeah. to get stuff like that, or trying to do toy shows, even when we're in a pandemic and nobody can go. Still saying, okay, let's just do it online, right? Let's, yeah. Let's just let's get on the the thing. I, I mentioned before, assembly required. Uh, so the folks uh, I'm working with there, they they're trying to pull a rabbit out of their hat because, you know, you do a convention, there's an enormous amount of work to set up tables, get, oh. get all this stuff. Yeah. Now you're going to try to do that 
you have to become a television producer to do it online. What? Yeah. Like that's incredibly difficult. You're doing a whole other thing now. You've changed the model and you're trying to do something completely different. Uh, yeah. So anybody trying to do it, any of the shows or things like that now to give us like three hours of joy, you know, in the middle of a pandemic where maybe we can watch our, our computers and, and see things we used to go be able to touch right. is kudos to all those folks. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I've only had just a little bit of dealings with DKE at this point. Um, I'm in line for a interview at some point. I told them get through decon, get through the, the holiday. I'll talk to you after all that. Um, I, I, I've had, so I, I basically have talked with a couple folks there, right? Yeah. And, and let me just gush on them for a second. I have no idea why they answered my email. And I probably, they probably don't want people saying that they'll answer your email, email yeah. them, they'll answer you. I don't have no idea why they would answer an email from some guy going, Hey, look, I made weird, funny videos. And like, I watched them. Wait, you answered my email and you watched them. Yeah. I don't know what just happened. And then I can pester them, which is what I did. And they went, sure. Why don't you do whatever? And, and between Chris, Dove and Ian, which are the folks that I've dealt with. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I was on the phone with, with a couple of them just, just talking toys. I'm asking, how do you do hands? Do you do them vertical? If you're doing the hands, do you do vertical? Do you lay it down? How do you do? And they're just telling you, they're just explaining yeah. it. Some folks wouldn't, you know, they would say like, well, it's trade secret. Learn my friend. <laughs> but these guys just go like, yeah, like here, I'll help you. I'll help you out. Like, I don't know. So anyway. Well, cause they, how many thumbs did they lose before they went through the process? So they're just, they're yeah. Yeah. They're, mentoring, they're you to, know? And, yeah. and so I, I guess that's all I can say is, is, is Dove and those guys at DKE kudos to the, the, the yeah. uh, and, and Sarah Joe too. Like they have a cool, they did some cool shows that I just watch. They're two, three years old. I watch them go yeah. like, this is the coolest. Where's this been all this time? So, so, so it doesn't sound like you're, I mean, other than the Marvel movies, it doesn't seem like you were a huge comic book person growing up really. No, it caught me by surprise. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was Marvel and star Wars, you know, yeah. basically. Cause that would, I would, that would say is that's where, for me, at least that's where that community was growing up was I was, you know, a comic book kid. I worked in a comic shop a little bit here and there, stuff like that. And those kind of communities were there. Um, there were still a little bit of, you know, like anything, there's some elitism here and there and there's, of course, you know, you're going to have some of that, but it was very much a, we don't have other people that are in our world. So when somebody is interested in our world, we're going to do what we can to share it and to talk about it. And uh, it's kind of followed along with me, you know, through the, even through this toy making process, that, that same kind of mentality of, I want to talk to people who are interested in the same things, but I also want to talk to people and find out what inspires them and what, you know, gets them going on, you know, on a day to day, as far as for making toys or making art. That, that's why I, that's why I found I mean that's how I found your show and that's yeah. what I was looking for the same thing and I yeah. you know uh, we've chatted a little bit about this like I love it you know maybe I'm the only one but I love it, it well, there's at least 90 there's at least 97 going. now <laughs> keep going you know like it, it it's you know this <laughs> we're in the same 10,000 hours situation right? yeah so, really and just yeah. crawling our, our, our way up but like yeah. I every one of them 
you know, like I, I go like, oh, cool. The alert, the alert goes off. Oh, there's a new one. Nice. Rad. I can listen to that, you know, and, and I might put it on and listen to it while I'm working on yeah. something, but it's inspiring while you're working on something. I'm sanding a foot yeah. to hear <laughs> these guys talk about that process too. You go like, okay, so yeah, like-minded, you know, it's very cool. Yeah, it's sure. nice to have that sure. out there. I don't know there, maybe there are other shows or, or things or podcasts, yeah. Uh, but like, I love to find that stuff. And when you find it, I'm with you. I haven't found anybody who's been negative or, or no, it's actually this weird corner of the world where like, when someone posts something on Instagram, there's no hate. Yeah. What's that like? And you go like, Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. I I've seen other things, you know, it just turns devolves into this. What, yeah. but there's not, they're just like, you know, when you talk about, let's say action figures, it's folks talking about how they pose. Oh, here's how, right. here's how you warm up that joint so that you can get them into this, this look, right? Yeah. Or the floor wax you use to keep them in place. <laughs> yes. Just Jay Hernandez. That guy explained that to me. Uh, he's this guy's great at posing, just insane. Like, and I learned so much from, but my, my joint got loose. So he's explaining yeah. on his show. Here's how you do it. And like, it's a YouTube show. Uh, and, and I'm like, that, thanks, man. You know, cause like, I'm trying to figure it out, you know, uh, there's some other ways to do it too, but that's a, a, yeah but yeah again no hate like the comments of those things are all just like this is a rad toy oh man i wish yeah. i can't wait for mine to come in uh and is that's what i the you know collecting toys making toys all kind of part of the same thing yeah. but you know you have different groups some that collect only some that make only uh but like the collectors I, i'll just be like you guys i can't find cobra commander you know like cobra I don't know what Hasbro's doing with GI Joe, but you can't find the thing. And, and I'm like, I have to have, there's only going to be two Cobra, two yeah. GI Joe figures I'm ever going to buy Cobra commander and Destro. You put them both out. I cannot find them. And, and so some, some folks, like three versions of each too, right? <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, you're like, okay. So you would think one of those three would be available for someone to be able to find. I've never seen one GI Joe figure on the shelf ever. Uh, so anyway, so you go to Hasbro to pre-order and they sell out instantaneously. You go to Target, you can't get it. You can't find these things. And so uh, this one stream, uh, I mentioned it before, Toy Migos, I started following them and listening to them. They're the nicest dudes you ever met. And they go in the chat, you know, somebody would say like, oh, I got my Cobra Commander today. Dude, I haven't even seen one. And they go, uh, I got two. What's your address? I'll send it to you if you, if you PayPal me. What? Seriously? Nice. And that's how they work. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, there's nobody in that chat like saying like you're a jerk no. for this or you're a jerk for that. They're no. like, no, we're buddies. Yeah. And it's the, again, the slightly different communities, but the same thing. So like when you're making toys, it, I'm watching uh, like dollar slice will be doing like his, his live stream on Instagram. He'll get on there and just start talking. He just start talking toys. There's no negative. It's all just people going like, dude, how did you paint and him? Go, let me, let me show you. Let me show you how yeah. I do. And you're like, oh, what? Like, I don't know, man, like music, everybody's got an opinion and they hate on everybody's opinion. Right. Movies. I, I like, I liked, I really loved the A4 scene in Endgame. I really didn't like the A4. Like it becomes political. Like everything turns yeah. into, oh, it should have been Tony who snapped. You know, like these things. Yeah. Uh, you can see my MCU love just comes out. Um, and people fight over this. Uh, neither, I've never seen any of that. With, with toy collecting every once in a while there's yeah. a weird person strays into a chat and goes like what are you guys talking about right. toys and then they go yeah are you into toys and they're like no wait what 
I go like, yeah. And then people explain toy collecting to them. And then yeah. all of a sudden, maybe you just made like that guy go, huh? So anyway, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's the coolest no. community I've seen. And it's got me addicted like crazy, like seriously. That's out of awesome. my mind. No, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy that, uh, that we've been that for you because um, like I said, coming from comic books and that kind of world, I've seen that for a while now. I mean, um, and it's, it's so different because I call myself kind of an equal opportunity nerd. So, you know, I'm into video games, I'm into anime, I'm into a lot of different things. And realistically, toy collecting and comic books to a degree also, I, there's a little bit of sexism in, in, in comic books that I still have a little bit of issue with that I wish could kind of get, we could get past some of that. Mm. Um, it doesn't seem to be as much in the toy collecting world. Um, but yeah, I, I think for the most part, I think they're pretty much good people. I think it's, I think it's a lot of people that came from the same kind of background where they weren't the jocks or the most popular kids growing up. They were kind of a little bit of the, a little bit of the outcast, a little bit of the Goonies. Yeah. Cast um, in a way that's like, not like, you know, like when you see a movie, they do an outcast and an outcast is like. Uh, there's a rebel outcast or there's a flunky outcast or there's, right. there's a goofy outcast. And it's sort of like, none of those is a real thing, you know? No. And, and especially like you mentioned comics. So like, you know, you start collecting action figures, you go hit the comic shop because guess where some of the Mecca for that stuff is, right? Right, right. Statues, figures, everything's in there. Yeah. Boxes of people's old stuff. And those guys are super nice. You know, like you don't know anything about comics. They don't care. They're like, no. Oh, so you like Guardians, huh? Yeah, yeah, I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Hey, uh, take home this. You're like, yeah. uh, what's this? Just read it. Just read it. Yeah. Here, here, I'll throw it in. What? Yeah. You're going to give me comics now? Okay, maybe I'll read those. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, yeah, it, it's cool. But like you said, it's not like a, it's an outcast, but in a way that's not quite captured in any sort of media at all. Right. Like that, that someday somebody will do it, right? And they'll, and they'll show it and, and they'll, a million people go that and then it'll be an archetype but for now it's just right. you know that if it's in a movie or a tv show uh, i think the gold it's like they have to make it too extreme right so that it seems off right well like a lot of times it's done for humor right and so george right. carlin your perspective right that that's what makes the joke so you have to make them funny in one direction or the other right. rather than letting them be the thing that they are yeah uh and, and that it's the screech and saved by the bell exactly it's the, yeah know, yeah <laughs> yeah so if screech was not tone him down bring him into a normal right. world he still has a job he still functions as a normal right being. but when he goes to target he goes and looks at the toy aisle because he might be wanting to cannibalize something or make something new or you know what i mean like that's not crazy and you're not yeah. weird for being an adult doing that you're kind of just into an art that's sort of like sculpture comic book movie yeah hero thing so i'd say probably the so so basically um hey man well this has been a great interview thanks. um thanks for having me man I, yeah I, I continue to look for new stuff coming out i'll check out some of your your video work hopefully in the new uh the um the toy parade that what was it the the figure show that coming assembly out, the, required the assembly required show that's february 6 um, and 7 and then uh so some of my video stuff will be in there as well as i'm going to try to sell some toys for once 
Nice. Uh, and there'll be toys related to the videos. So like you can kind of connect the two things. It's kind of, if you see the videos you liked it, you might want to buy a toy maybe. Giving you a way to take it home. And then uh, DKE Con in yeah. March. Uh, oh, that's March now. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I that, heard the actual date. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if I have a date exactly, but in March, yeah. uh, I am also working on new material for that as well. So new video material, new commercials, um, different stuff, a little bit, some collaborations here and there to try to show. Again, it'd be like ten minutes, uh, like yeah. each day, and they'll share show it in between, like other artists talking and doing interviews and stuff like that. But for me, nice. it's like the Super Bowl. I work real, you know, I work super hard. To, to make like this 10 minute, you know, three 10 minute blocks. So 30 minutes of content is pretty hard to come. Yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's a lot of work, but it like every second of it, I really like. Nice. And then, so then for somebody to show it, it to like the people who might really enjoy it. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Sure. So, so yeah, so that's the next two things that I'll be doing. So awesome. February and March. So we're getting, it'll get us out of the winter and into the spring. Well, which in Illinois, you know what that means. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, man. Well, this has been fun. Um, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for watching Test Plug. Thanks, buddy. And repeating and repeating and repeating its sounds into the emptiness. <laughs>